Peace, grace, this is Pastor Colton Lott from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, El Reno. We have the privilege of building Christian community in El Reno for the world. And so if you care about building Christian community or El Reno or the world, we're glad you're listening to this podcast. If you want to help contribute to the gospel work of this congregation, please visit our website, fcclreno.org, and go to the Give Online tab. And now, here's the sermon for the week. Would you open your hearts to this scripture this morning, a familiar, well-loved text from Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet and you Bethlehem in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time that the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until... It stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy on entering the house. They saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, They left for their own country by another road. May God add gifts and blessings to these readings in every time and in every place. Would you join me in prayer? Illuminate us, God, this morning so that we might understand a little more clearly and a little more personally these truths of old which you have for us in our lives in our communities Amen Today's sermon begins with a segment that we don't often do that's called Millennial Speak where I, a younger millennial explain a generational fad or phenomenon to our intergenerational congregation In today's episode we're talking about unboxing videos Unboxing videos are recordings of people unboxing new items that they have received or purchased. These items are generally tech-oriented, but not always. They normally come in the mail, but not always. And they are sometimes a bit of a product review, but not 
always. But what they always are is literally unboxing. It's the experience of getting a new item out of the packaging and turning it on or using it for the first time. They are massively popular. I suspect many of you don't believe me, but it is one of the most popular types of videos on the internet, mostly YouTube. Now, I have to admit, I don't watch a lot of unboxing videos. I first became acquainted with the phenomenon of unboxing videos because one of the podcasts that I listen to is called Conversation with People Who Hate Me with Dylan Marin. And this podcast uh, is where Dylan interviews people who left very hateful comments, generally wishing that he would die, uh, on a group of videos he made, which are mostly satires of unboxing videos, where he unboxes an intangible cultural idea like unboxing the mistreatment of Native Americans or unboxing liberal elitism or unboxing Islamophobia. And that's how I learned about this like corner of the internet that's not just a corner, it's a whole block. But, okay, so I did dabble once with unboxing videos. And it was during the year of Divinity School where I really got into fountain pens. And I don't know, what can I say? I'm a nerd, and I was working and studying hard a lot that year. And looking back, I don't think my mental health was in the right spot, and I really needed a hobby. And so I'd find myself once a week not watching television like all of the normal people, but watching YouTube, where Brian Goulet of Goulet Pins would tell me about their new pens and inks, or Matt Armstrong at the Pin Habit would unbox and review a fountain pen that had come his way. It's a rabbit hole. Now, one detail worth mentioning is that unboxing videos are popular among adults on the internet, but they are really, really loved by children. It captivates children to see toys unboxed. As I was cruising around the internet, brushing up on the unboxing segment for this week's episode of Millennial Speak, I was shocked at how much unboxing videos were discussed on the internet. For small business owners, if you're selling something, they're great advertising. But, and this seems a little sinister to me, many of the articles were pushing to use unboxing videos for children. Because it's like an emotional version of a commercial. Now, of course, we kind of understand this in real life. We like Christmas morning. We like birthday parties. We like showers. And everyone's a little disappointed at the wedding that nobody gets to watch the couple unbox the gifts. Science tells us that this works because unboxing videos give us a dopamine hit, just like our phones do all the time, just like slot machines do. Whenever you pull the lever or you scroll through or you get the little ping telling you that something exciting is on the other side of the screen, that little surprise activates that neurotransmitter and those unboxing videos, just like all the rest, flood us with that sense of discovery and revelation and surprise. We want to know what's in the box. We want to have what's inside the box. We want to unwrap the presents. We want the stuff. Now, incidentally, that's where Herod is in our scripture today. He wants the stuff. Now, he wants the stuff, but he doesn't really want the trinkets the Magi have brought. He could buy all that. And let's be honest, he wouldn't really buy their gifts anyway. He could purchase gold fit for a king, but 
Why spend money to buy money? Gold is gold. Doesn't make sense. And frankincense intended for a god would be a darling little gift. A nice little stocking stuffer. But it's a little heretical because Caesar is supposed to be the son of God. And Caesar's his boss. And if Caesar caught wind of that, it wouldn't be good for old Herod. And myrrh? Anointing for dead bodies? Yikes. Talk about bad luck. Get out of here. He didn't eat his black eyed peas. He doesn't want the trinkets. He doesn't want the secret meanings of these three gifts. He wants the boxes. He wants the pageantry. He wants the gifts from very important visitors. Wise guys from the east who must be smart, who know things, who watch the sky and see the stars shining. He wants these magi to come and pay homage to him. To declare his power. To be in awe of his royalty. Can you imagine his disappointment when he learned that these great emissaries from the east were not in fact wanting to come to his palace and to greet him, but rather were looking for the other guy? They've come with their boxes and bags, with their camels and telescopes to pronounce not how great Herod is, but that there is a new king in town. The presents and the boxes aren't for him. On this Sunday, we celebrate Epiphany, which falls on January 6th every year, just like Christmas falls on December 25th every year. It's it's the day after the 12 days of Christmas. It's the last day of what we call in the church Christmas tide. The word epiphany, though, isn't one we use every day. But as Carol said, it means something like a, a realization, a dawning, a surprise. Epiphany especially remembers the Magi who come to worship the young Jesus and to recognize him as the king the Christ, the Lord of all. Now, unlike our experience of Christianity, in some churches and in some cultures, especially but not exclusively Latin America, Epiphany or El Dia de los Reyes is a bigger day than Christmas, an even more important holiday. And logically, it makes sense to me It used to be in Christianity that it was a bigger holiday, but then Christmas kind of overtook the lead. And I do think we need to celebrate Epiphany a little more than we do in the United States. Because I find that Christmas and Epiphany are in a call and response relationship. If Christmas celebrates that God called out, Marco, then Epiphany celebrates that humans yelled back, We're here. We see you. Polo. To put it another way, Epiphany is when we finally get to unbox what God has given us. When we and the rest of the world realize the gift that we have actually received in Jesus. Herod doesn't want the gifts of the Magi. He doesn't want to unbox their gold and their frankincense. And he certainly doesn't want their myrrh. He wants power, of course. He wants the status quo. 
He and the rest of the political and religious establishment are in Jerusalem are shaking in their boots at the idea that God is changing things. That God is doing something new. Something that God didn't ask their permission for. The sad and stubborn truth is that we don't always want these gifts of the Magi either. Because to accept these symbolic gifts would require us to admit that God is doing something new. God is changing things. God is doing something even if God didn't ask our permission first. And while our lives are by no means perfect, it's easier to stick with the devil you know, you know? If God is doing something new, we will have to change. As my former teaching pastor, Dwight Wynette, in Creve Coeur, Illinois, told me, we don't fear change because we fear that things will be different. We fear change because we fear loss. That we will lose what we do have. That what is coming won't be as good as what we had. And that we will be worse for the exchange, for the change that we will have lost. My friends, as we begin this new year, as we step into 2022, keep a hopeful lookout together at what God is doing new at what God is changing at what God is doing even when God didn't ask our permission first both in our own lives and in the world around us let's not look out at what God is doing with fear fear for loss let's look out at hope for God's surprising goodness made real even here and now because when I look out and I try to look with a, a hopeful lens, and I see what God might be stirring up new, I'm reminded that I'm hearing a lot of good conversations right now about what we can do together for those who are experiencing homelessness in our town. And there are people who do not have a home or shelter right here. Or helping those who are impoverished get a warm meal each and every day. Bubbling up in and around us are these conversations about support and aid for those experiencing addiction. And around us is the hope that we can be a more compassionate and inclusive city. When I look out and I make sure to put on my hopeful gaze and I see God stirring up something new, I am reminded that God is doing new things even in this church with its storied 131 years. I'm reminded that we have had new visitors in the last few months who need a real community to join for ministry and mission. That here in the pews that there's an excitement for the ministries we're doing. And we are wondering what more can we do or should we do or what is God calling us to do? I hear the resolve that we are convinced 
that we are doing something important together as a community for Jesus. And so we have momentum, even in times like these, praise God. When I look out and I use my hopeful gaze that makes me look like a hoot owl, I see God stirring up something new for me and for you. For wholeness and justice and peace. For joy and definitely for love. So let's not be like Herod. Let's not scheme and connive to prevent God's goodness because of our fear and greed. Let us unbox the truth that God has given us. Unbox the truth that in Jesus we have a king that has real power to set things right. Unbox the truth that in Jesus we have an advocate who will heal us and protect us and demonstrate the compassionate face of God. Unbox the truth that in Jesus we have a Savior who will rescue us from the hells that we create for ourselves and for others. One tool which helps us to look out with a hopeful and curious gaze. To be like the Magi and trace what God is doing is star words. We have used this practice for Uh, several years now. And to refresh your memory, in the back of the sanctuary are words that you can pick out of a bowl to help tune your heart. I have lost mine, even though I particularly grabbed it to make sure I could hold it up. It's in my Bible. Always check your Bible first. These are words that you draw without looking. They're not stars you pick. They're not words for your uh, enjoyment. But they're stars that lead us back to God's light in 2022. And while each of us have a different word, they are intended to lead us back to the love of God. Mine this year is sanctification. Now, importantly, star words are not mandatory. And if you don't know where this is going to fit into your 2022 life with the abundance of life hacks and fitness regimens and time management techniques that just float around right now, Don't feel obliged to take a star. Or if you take it and you keep it for one day and that day was good, I'm glad. It's just a tool. It's not a commandment. It's not a a yoke. And importantly, it's not magic. One year I had somebody tell me that we were practicing witchcraft. We are definitely not. These are words on paper that we have printed in the church office. But words create worlds. And it just might be the chance that you can encounter a moment where this word creates a different world for you. That gives you new inspiration and new consideration for the year. A word that you didn't have to cook up or dream up. One that has just appeared for you like a star in the sky. A new way to unbox the truth of what God is doing in the world. So let's be surprised together, friends. Let's find something true. Let's join in with the new things that God is doing in the world and in our lives. And let's be part of that change in 2022. Amen.
Amen.